I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. What a performance from Daniel Jones, who earned himself a lot of money this weekend. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. We are also on your smart speaker as well and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Canty rocking his New York Giants shirt today. You are flying high after a great, great performance by Big Blue yesterday. Carlin, it's a great day to be a Giant. That's all I can say. And I'm going to add to it, even though I just said that's all I can say. <laughs> Flawless performance by Daniel Jones. Flawless performance. We knew going into yesterday's game, it had to be an 8-26 and 26 game. And both of those guys stepped up in a big way, especially DJ. So let's just roll and get right to it. Here we go! Only one place to start. And that is with what happened in Minnesota yesterday because Daniel Jones was just fantastic. Can't he count me among the people that have not been convinced about him? We were talking about what a potential contract with the Giants could look like uh, last week. And I think that dynamic changed yesterday when you throw for over 300 yards. And if I had told you before the game, even though you, you talked about it being a 26 game, if I had told you last week that Saquon Barkley would have nine carries in the game, we would have both thought that the Giants lost the game and might have gotten beaten up pretty good in it. But Daniel Jones was the focal point of the Giants' running attack. He was the focal point of the Giants' passing attack, and he absolutely dominated that game for the Giants in route to a an unexpected appearance in the divisional weekend. Yeah, he dominated that game, Carlin, but... It was Daniel Jones not making the consequential mistake, and I think yep. that's probably the most impressive part. And from the theme I mean, of his season. Yeah, I, I mean, even when you go back to the penultimate drive that the Giants had on offense, Daniel Jones deciding to take a sack rather than throwing the ball away to allow the clock to continue to run. Those are the little plays that you want to see from a quarterback that's starting to mature, and it's clear to me that Daniel Jones has taken a huge step, Carlin, Think about it. The last month of the regular season, Daniel Jones had the highest QBR of anybody in football, and he's just carried that into the playoffs. They gave the obscure stat or record that Daniel Jones set, the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns, and to rush for over 70 yards in a playoff game. I mean, I know it seems a little bit random, but it just goes to show you the impact that Daniel Jones was able to have putting his fingerprints all over that game. To me, He was the guy that elevated the play of everybody around him, and that's why the Giants are advancing to the divisional round of the playoffs. It was the pass to set up the run, and it was fantastic because Barkley, when he did touch the ball, the 14 touches that he had, 109 yards from scrimmage and the two touchdowns. And, and, I mean, Canty, just the first drive for the Giants, it was set up by the way Jones was playing that opened it up for Barkley to basically go untouched around the left corner on a sweep. Yeah, there was no question about it. I mean, their ability to be able to 
open up that Vikings defense by having a lot of early wins in the passing game, I think that's what told the tale of how the Giants were going to be able to sustain drives. And, Carlin, they dominated time of possession. I mean, the Giants owned the football the entire game. I'm not sure that we saw much of the Minnesota Vikings offense in the second quarter of that game just because the Giants were able to put together a 11-minute drive. <laughs> a 19-play drive. And so I, I think that that is where the game was won and lost for the Giants from a strategy standpoint, them being able to own first downs. And Carlin, those first downs ran through Daniel Jones. I mean, it was him getting the football on first downs, whether it was with the design runs or with the passing game. So I think the fact that they were able to do that, stay ahead of schedule in terms of making sure that you found yourself in second and manageable and third and manageable, that is what allowed the Giants to control the complexion of the game. And then Daniel Jones on third down was absolutely money, Carlin. The Giants were 7-13 on third downs. Daniel Jones was responsible for six of those third down conversions. Four with his arm, two with his legs. Really impressive performance by DJ. A master class. And Carlin, he earned himself a whole lot of money with yesterday's win. And you know who he should give a slice of it to? Brian Dable. Brian Dable has helped turn him into the quarterback that is going to get that contract. And the head coach, as you would imagine, pumping up his team after the game. Consistency, passion, toughness. And most importantly, you made the plays you needed to make to win the game. Okay? Everybody. Everybody in this room. But I am proud of you. I am proud of everybody in this room. But that's what it takes. What does it take? Everybody. Canty, I can't remember the last time you saw a first-year head coach have this kind of an impact on his team, not just with getting them to the point where they are in the divisional round this weekend when we all expected them to win maybe four, maybe five games this year. And that would have been, by the way, a step forward. We all understood that this was about cleaning up the cap and moving into the future. But here they are now, and in large part because of him, the impact he's had on the entire team, and specifically the impact that he has had on the quarterback. Let's just call it what it is. He and Mike Kafka have made Daniel Jones a good quarterback where he just wasn't one before. Yeah, I mean, the play design and the sequencing in yesterday's game was unbelievable from Mike Kafka and Brian Dable. They did a great job of exploiting the weaknesses of that Vikings defense. Carlin, all you need to know was that Daniel Jones was surgical when targeting slot receivers yesterday, 10 of 12 for 95 yards. The Vikings on the season gave up the fourth most yards to opposing offenses and slot receivers. So they did a good job of taking advantage of the deficiencies on the Vikings defense. And in the play design, man, there were so many times where you saw, you know, two receiver sets uh, and, and them dragging the receivers across the formation and then Saquon Barkley leaking out of the backfield and going to the side where the two receivers vacated and them being able to hit Saquon for huge gainers. To me, that that's all coaching. The Giants receivers yesterday averaged over three and a half yards of separation, Carlin. Yeah. Three and a half yards. That, that means that Daniel Jones was throwing to receivers essentially on air. 
And I'm not trying to say this to take away from what DJ did, but it just shows how Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka have been able to accentuate what Daniel Jones does well. And so the fact that they were able to do that and you did see as many design runs from Daniel Jones in that game, I think that speaks volumes in terms of the coaching staff having a game plan to get their young quarterback not only settled into a playoff game because it was his playoff debut, but actually get him to the point where he could be a force multiplier. But even in a couple of the non-designed runs, can't he? In the scrambles, he's making big plays. And look, it's not taking away. We can at least acknowledge that the Vikings are not a good defensive team. But having, listen, they're giving up 400 yards a game. Yeah, They're giving up 400 yards a game, a lot of it through the air. But that doesn't change the fact that this guy in his first playoff game went out and did what he had to do. Went out and did and took advantage of all of that. How many times have we seen quarterbacks in their first playoff game, no matter what their age is, even if they're three, four years in the league, just absolutely look lost. And <laughs> there were times this weekend when we – there were times Trevor, Lo- this Trevor Lawrence looked yes. lost in the first half of that yes. game against the Chargers. Of course, he regrouped pretty quickly, but we'll get to that later on. The, yeah, but he looked lost, Colin. Yep. I mean, going back yep. to last year, quarterbacks not named Joe Burrow in their playoff debut, all of them lost. They were 0 for 3 last year, and you're talking about each of them having multiple turnovers, including Jalen Hurts. So, I mean, it just shows you that young quarterbacks struggle – in the postseason, and so for the Giants to put together a game plan to make sure that Daniel Jones didn't make those early mistakes, I think that speaks volumes in terms of Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka having a good pulse on the team, but also a good pulse on their quarterback. That matters. So much of success in the NFL has to do with feeling the heartbeat of the game, and I think Brian Dayball does a really good job of that, Carlin. And the other thing that we have to give him credit for – him making the decision to rest his starters in Week 18 against the Philadelphia yep. Eagles, a game that didn't mean anything for the New York Giants in terms of playoff seeding. That team didn't come out rusty. They came out clicking on all cylinders. After that defense gave up the early touchdown to the Vikings offense, you saw those guys lock in. You saw those guys do a better job on Justin Jefferson. And the offense was like a hot knife through butter against that Vikings defense. So give Brian Dayball credit for how he's managed the last two weeks for this football team because clearly they were ready to play. When when Justin Jefferson has... Five catches seemingly in the first three plays of the game. You think it's going to be an absolute nightmare type of a day, right? But that defense in the second half of that game did a fantastic job. Now, granted, they decided to go pick your poison, but as good as TJ Hawkinson is, they could deal with that, you know, without giving up the massive play to Justin Jefferson. And well, well Carlin, Carlin, all you need to know is that Justin Jefferson was bracketing the entire game outside of the first drive. Yep. He had. 47 yards receiving, Carlin. Yep. Five of five on the first drive, 37 yards. So that means he had two catches for 10 yards the last three quarters of that game. Wow. And when you don't allow the best player to impact the game in the way that Wink Martindale's defense did yesterday, you always give yourself a chance to win. And that's exactly what what happened. So we're praising Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka. We need to be heaping the same kind of praise on Wink Martindale. You know what that was, Canty? That was like Belichick. Let me take exactly. away the absolute best player that you have that can kill me and you can beat me another way. 
Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Carlin. Didn't Brian Dayball spend a little bit of time oh, yeah. in Foxborough with Bill Belichick? Oh, yes, so, he did. Just, yes, just he did. Not there. a little. And you saw that work out pretty well Car- yesterday. Car- Carlin, I mean, I know you said this earlier, but I think it bears repeating. When have you seen a first-year head coach make this kind of difference on a team? Well, I, I mean, I'll give you the guy, and it's a guy that was in the studio about 20 minutes ago, Rex Ryan. That That's the last time, because he went in his first year to an AFC championship game with a rookie quarterback. But I think this is different, not saying it's better, but it's different in the role in which the head coach plays on the quarterback in particular and what that will mean for the future of the organization. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, Carlin. You're not, you're not wrong, but here's what I will say about the situation that Rex took over. That was a 9-17 and when he stepped in to be the head coach. The Giants have been a double-digit loss team seven of the last eight seasons before Brian Dabo got there. Mm-hmm. A completely different situation it's in fair. terms of where the program was at and the talent level that was on this squad. Completely different. Totally fair. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits, go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. We are just getting started. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Be a part of Greeny Nation right now. We will get your calls in on the Giants and Brian Dayball, and what the contract now looks like for Daniel Jones. But more than anything, for the Giant fans right now who are flying high, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lines are open. Up next, though, shockingly, I was dangerously close to issuing a massive apology to a fan base. But unfortunately, I won't. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Look, Daniels, I've said it all year. He's been good for us. He continues to be good for us, and he played a good game. Um, and I think there's a lot of other people that play good games, too, to help him play a good game. He'll be the first to admit it. But uh, as the leader of our football team, I'm proud of him. Over 300 yards, over 70 yards rushing. What a day for Daniel Jones yesterday at the Giants. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You can hit us up on the open lines right now at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are you now sold on Daniel Jones as the Giants' long-term answer at quarterback? That is your question. That is the question we pose to Mike Tannenbaum here in 30 seconds. Now, if you're hiring for your company, this is a busy time of year. Obviously, new year means new goals and finding the right people to accomplish them. Thankfully, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful matching technology to find the right candidates for your job. Let ZipRecruiter help you find the best people for all of your roles. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for your Go to this ex- exclusive ZipRecruiter address to try ZipRecruiter for free. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. We welcome in Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, off a tremendous super wild card weekend. And Mike, that's our first question to you. Has Daniel Jones now proven himself to be the long-term answer for the New York Giants at quarterback? Absolutely. Without question. Um, you know, when you look at how he played yesterday, you know, if there was any concern whatsoever um, that had to go away to play that well, on such a big stage, you know, he did it with his arm. He did it with his legs. Um, I thought he played great. And I put out this uh, tweet earlier, but one of the things that was really remarkable, guys, was, first of all, he ran 18.9 miles out, which is really fast uh, for any position, especially for a quarterback. And when you think about um, air yards, his longest completion of the day uh, was to Isaiah Hodgins and the ball traveled like roughly seven, a little over 17 yards in the air. So I just think that's really, really good coaching, and um, he's done a remarkable job. And that was an absolute dime to Isaiah Hodgins and some incredible footwork by him, by the way, in that catch he had in the second half. But, but Mike T., since we're sold on Daniel Jones being the long-term answer at the quarterback spot, what does a long-term deal for Daniel at this point look like, and how does that impact contract negotiations with Saquon Barkley? Uh, look, the stock market may have gone down in 2022, but it certainly didn't for Daniel Jones, <laughs> Geno Smith, or or uh, Lamar Jackson. Let me tell you, starting with Daniel Jones, you know, if you guys had asked me a couple weeks ago, I was kind of in the 30-ish range, that mid-tier, call it Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill-ish. You know, then you're like, uh, you know, maybe it's Doc Prescott now at 40-ish. And um, I'll tell you what, time is on Daniel Jones' side, like, I think it's impossible, guys, for them not to franchise him. I, 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 I mean, I just can't imagine that they're not going to tag him now. So, you know, I always used to say, like, hey, your plan in the front office, guys, is firmly etched in pencil. But, again, after yesterday, Chris, call me crazy, but if we were representing Daniel Jones, how are we taking less than $50 million a year? <laughs> wow. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Mike Tannenbaum joining us right now, our ESPN NFL front office insider. One more on the Giants, and this is specifically with the head coach. Now, we were just talking a few minutes ago about a first-year head coach having 
this kind of an impact on a team. And the last one I can go back to was your guy in Rex Ryan. What impresses you the most? What jumps out the most about what Brian Dayball has done to get the Giants to this point? Yeah, it's funny you say that, Chris. I was thinking the same thing, to be candid. I'm thinking, like, gosh, you know, like, we could be waking up next Sunday, and here, here's the Giants beating the Eagles, and they're in the championship game. And it's kind of like the story around our Jet team. So I, I kind of see it the same way. And I think, look, I, I know Brian really, really well. I've worked with him. We're friends. And he's kind of hard to describe because he's incredibly comfortable in his own skin. He will tell you what he's thinking, not like in an obnoxious way, guys, but just like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. So um, he's really smart. He cares deeply. um, And he's a what you see is what you get guy. And he's not dogmatic. And what I mean by that is there's too many coaches in our league that will come in and say, hey, this is how we do things. And I think what makes him so good is, hey, we're going to just throw the ball to Saquon Barkley in the flat, or we're going to run a quarterback sweep, and we're going to have Saquon Barkley as a lead blocker, and whatever we think gives us the best chance to win, that's what we're going to do. And I know that sounds so intuitive and obvious, but that doesn't come naturally to a lot of coaches. Talking with ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum on Greeny. And Mike T., we just talked about good coaching from Brian Dayball. But now we got to talk about bad coaching and going back to Saturday night's game. The Chargers blow a 27-point lead on the road in Jacksonville to Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson and the Jags. If you're running the L.A. Chargers, are you firing Brandon Staley this week and putting your hat in the ring for Sean Payton, or do you double down on your head coach? I don't fire him. I think he's earned the right for another year, but what I am doing is we we are going to figure out um, the best way to – ironically, get Justin uh, Herbert involved in the running game. Because you look at the teams that are left, most of the teams, Jalen Hurts, we just talked about Daniel Jones, certainly you know Tom Brady is an exception to it, but mo- most of these teams now have a quarterback that could do some movement with their legs. And even Joe Burrow last night was really effective in avoiding the, the rush. And the reason I bring that up is, when you have a 27-point lead and you only run the ball eight times in the second half and Austin mm. Eckler barely touches it, mm. I want to come back with at least five to ten creative runs where Justin Herbert's running the ball. And I don't see that happening in the program. So maybe I'm looking at the offensive coordinator, Chris, but I don't think I'm moving on from Brandon Staley. Okay, well, with that said, Mike, how do they regroup from this? Because this is the kind of loss that can stick with you for a while through an offseason, I would imagine. Yeah, I think part of it, too, and I hate making excuses, but let's face it, like, they lost maybe three of their best players. You know, Rashawn Slater, a great left tackle. Joey Bosa was gone for most of the year. And J.C. Jackson, you know, look, they may have overpaid him coming from New England, but, you know, he was their top corner. So um, I think getting those three players back at premium positions, left tackle, corner, and pass rusher, um, is a good start. And, again, I'm figuring out a way – to get Justin Herbert involved in in the run game. I mean, you look at Josh Allen, guys, like half of his big plays is he's running the ball, and Justin Herbert has all that ability as well. So that's to me, is that's how I'm trying to move forward. Mike, I want to follow up with the Sean Payton of it all as it impacts the Chargers because we know the Denver Broncos are set to meet with Sean Payton in person tomorrow. Any concern, if you're the general manager of the Chargers, about moving forward and being at a deficit as far as head coaches go, when you look at the other coaches that could potentially be in your division with Andy Reid, with the Chiefs, and potentially Sean Payton with the Broncos? 
Yeah, thanks, Chris. Really appreciate that. I only had to deal with that for 20 years with Coach Belichick. So, <laughs> so glad you asked me that question. I thought you liked me. Um, yeah, of course it is. But you you have to believe that, hey, Brandon Staley can go be the next Andy Reid. Brandon Staley could go be the next, you know, Sean Payton. And we're going to build a program wow. that's centered around Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley. And the most, and I've had the great fortune of working for Coach Parcells and Coach Belichick. And I think part of their superpowers is to ask themselves the hard question, what can we do better? And reportedly, New England's going to make changes at their offensive coordinator, which is an example of that thinking. And, I, and that's what I would want from Brandon Stanley. Like, I would let him almost like interview for his own job, guys. Like, what would you different? Like, what's your approach? And I, that, to me, would go a long way in making, like, my final determination. Mike, last one. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Lamar Jackson did not travel with the team to Cincinnati. Should we read anything into that? Or how do you view that based off of everything that's gone on here the last few weeks? Yeah, I was surprised and disappointed by that because Lamar's been nothing but impeccable since he's been in the NFL. Great leader, great teammate. That was a, that was a tough one for me. I, I, I was really surprised and disappointed you know, reportedly him and Tyler Huntley are, are very close friends. And that's what you want your, you know, franchise quarterback to do is, you know, you're the leader. You may not be out there, but, you know, he may have seen one thing that could have been subtle, like a tell of uh, a corner, how they were aligned, or, you know, who's blitzing, who's bluffing. Is it pressure? Is it simulated pressure? Um, you know, th- those are things that another pair of eyes certainly would have been helpful. I was, I, I there's something there. Um, that just seems really weird to me that he wasn't uh, with the team. Mike, appreciate it. Thanks very much. All right, guys. Thank you. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. We've got some news coming in about three minutes, Canty, that could have a major impact on tonight's game with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. That's injury news, by the way. Let's hit a couple of calls first, though. The impact of Brian Dayball and is Daniel Jones your guy now if you're the Giants? Do you believe in him? Let's start with Diego out west up first on ESPN Radio. Diego, go ahead, bud. Hey, how you guys doing? Great. Uh, I think you had a little bit of East Coast bias here. I'm calling from the West Coast um, regarding the impact head coach and Rex Ryan. He did that too, but you guys are forgetting about Harbaugh in San Francisco when the 49ers were mirrored in some awful years. His first year coming off a lockout too, with no preseason, really no training camp. Um, he got the Niners to the NFC Championship game with Alex Smith, also in his fifth or sixth year, like Daniel Jones. And you guys are forgetting about McVay and Goff his first year too. So you guys kind of want to be careful about giving Daniel Jones all this money. I mean, I think he's serviceable, but what is he really worth to another team? Well, I mean, listen, if you're going to knock Jared Goff, I mean, Jared Goff got them to the Super Bowl. They were bad in the Super Bowl. But now he's at a point where he's proven to be a franchise quarterback for another team. Yeah, but that contract was awful for the L.A. Rams. Yes, that wasn't it was. a good contract. And that they wasn't had to a good get rid contract. of it. They had to get rid of it. I think that's the cautionary tale. Now, as far as head coaches in their first year, I don't know if McVay is a comp because they got to the playoffs and lost their first game. Whereas the San Francisco 49ers under yeah. Jim Harbaugh, that's probably a good one because yeah. they were six and ten the previous year with Mike Singletary and Jim Tumsa, Jim Tomsula, and then they end up going to the conference championship. So that's probably a good comp. 
in terms of a head coach being able to have that kind of impact on his team's success? Well, they did. I will say this for McVay. They did jump from the Jeff Fisher mess into becoming a, an 11-win team. But you're right. They did lose that first playoff yeah, game. Yeah, San Francisco was just as ugly, though. Yeah. San Francisco was an ugly situation. But to say that, that's absolutely fair, I think, on his part. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. Canty, uh, how about this for tonight's game? Uh, the Buccaneers, within the last few minutes, this, according to Adam Schefter, uh, have gone ahead and activated Ryan Jensen for tonight. Wow. So it doesn't necessarily mean that he's definitively playing. They had until 4 o'clock to do it. Uh, they had basically, if, if they wanted to try to play him tonight, but, I mean, otherwise, why would you do it if you weren't planning on playing him? Think about that for a second. He's going to come back from missing the majority of the season, and he has uh, been such a huge part uh, of the Buck success with Brady the last couple of years, but you're asking him to come back in a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, you are asking him to come back, but Big Red has played in a lot of big games, and, mm-hmm. and he was my former teammate when I was with the Baltimore Ravens. I know that this guy plays the game with an intensity, with a toughness, with a nasty, quite frankly, that we haven't seen from the Bucks up front on the offensive side of the ball. So if anything, Carlin, if he's in the lineup, he's not going to be – any worse than the guys that you've had filling in at center, Robert Haney and John Malakin and all those other guys. He's not going to be any worse than those guys. And so my whole point is, if he's going to be available and you got him in there, he can help you set a tone that you're going to need in order to best this Dallas Cowboys defense. And so this is a huge addition if, in fact, he does play tonight for the Bucs. Well, I tell you what, and tell me if I'm wrong here, that where it has the most impact may be with Tom Brady, but not just throwing the ball, but the mentality of Tom Brady and the comfort level of Tom Brady when you factor in that he has been the quarterback this season who has gotten rid of the football quicker than anybody else because he has not wanted to get hit, and who could, under, who could blame him at this point? No, you can't blame a guy that's 45 years old for not wanting to be hit by NFL defensive linemen and linebackers. Nope. That's what it is. He's going to get the ball out quick, but... One of the things that but, we I mean, talked maybe, about. Does this give him a chance to maybe make a couple of more plays downfield just from his own mentality there? Well, I think the thing that helps him make plays downfield is their offense being able to establish more of the run game. And we've seen that that's one of the places where the Dallas Cowboys defense can get got. Mm-hmm. They are not the most physical defense when it comes to stopping the run game. So if you have an opportunity to use Leonard Fournette and, and the running and Rashad White and set up uh, some of that play action passing downfield. I think that's where you see Tom Brady, you know, take some shots um, and, and stretch that defense. Uh, I, I think that's where it has to come from. It's not going to be just straight drop back in terms of throwing the ball up to Mike Evans and all the receivers down the field. It will have to be through the play action passing game to generate explosives in the passing game. And the only way to do that is to at least have the threat of running the football, Ryan Jensen helps you do that. And that is something that they have not had all season, uh, how bad the Bucks run What, game what gave it been. away, them being dead last in rushing <laughs> the National Football League? <laughs> well, I mean, they're 37, 32nd in yards, 32nd in attempts, and 32nd in touchdowns, Carlin. It don't get – oh, 32nd in yards per attempt. It don't get no worse as far as run game oh, than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run game. I would have guessed that they were 37th. <laughs> 
It's Canty right, and Carlin. I mean, right, exactly. <laughs> Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app for the ones who get it done. Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call Click Granger.com or just stop by. Why last night was a major hint that Lamar Jackson has played his last game for the Baltimore Ravens. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. back to throw. He floats it toward the end zone into a crowd. Incomplete. Yeah. The Bengals are heading to Buffalo. I think everybody at halftime knew that, that that's not an unexpected way for that game to be 10 and 9 at halftime. We're in a great spot. We got you know, great leaders in the locker room. We have the utmost faith in each other to go and make plays to win the game. What's going through your mind that Sam wanted Run faster, Sam. I do enjoy the big man having to run 100 yards. There's, there's, there's nothing better than that. That was pretty good. Carlin, I will say this. There's nothing better than having the oxygen on standby after you run 100 <laughs> yards if you're a big man. I speak from experience, my friend. I speak from experience. <laughs> it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Look, Carlin, big fella, we got to get into something. And I know we got to talk about Bengals, Ravens, but I'm sitting here watching first take as we're doing the show. And I got to call out Molly on first take for wearing a Dak Prescott jersey. Oh, come on, Molly. We have to do it, Carlin. Uh, Listen, I get that she's down there for for the wild card game, Bucks cowboys but she's tweeting about the Giants' big win yesterday. She's a huge Giants fan. And she's wearing a Dak Prescott jersey. The day after no. Daniel Jones has a flawless performance in a road win in Minnesota? 
That, that, that's a little bit fraudulent, partner. That's not a little bit fraudulent. That's massively fraudulent. I mean, it's a division rival. How can you wear the jersey of a quarterback that's a division rival? And she, and it's not even a division rival, Chris. It's the most hated division rival. It's the most hated team, the most hated rival they have, period. Period. I don't understand why she felt the need to wear the jersey. Like, I get Stephen A has got the and Tom Brady Tampa. jersey on. <laughs> but Stephen A is a Cowboys hater. We all know this. Yeah. But it's not like you have to represent the Cowboys on the show, especially on Monday, because you got Michael Irvin sitting right next to you. <laughs> Troy Aikman's there for Pete's sake. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'm sorry. I had to call it out. I hate no, to that's do it to you, Molly. But that's absolutely egregious. That's absolutely fair. I mean, that, that's a terrible job by Molly. Terrible. Yeah. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Uh, Lamar Jackson, we just heard a few moments ago from Mike Tannenbaum that he, uh, the fact that Lamar Jackson was not in attendance was a little bit alarming to him. Take a listen to what Mike said with us not 10, 15 minutes ago. I was really surprised and disappointed. You know, reportedly him and Tyler Huntley are, are very close friends. And that's what you want your, you know, franchise quarterback to do is, you know, you're the leader. You may not be out there, but, you know, he may have seen one thing that could have been subtle, like a tell of uh, a corner, how they were aligned or, you know, who's blitzing, who's bluffing. Is it pressure? Is it simulated pressure? Those are things that another pair of eyes certainly would have been helpful. There's something there that just seems really weird to me that he wasn't uh, with the team. Now, Mike said this, uh, like we said, about 15 minutes ago or so. Mm-hmm. Sometime this morning, and I'm assuming that Mike had not seen this, and I just saw the story come up, Lamar Jackson posted the following on his Instagram story, okay? When you have something good, you don't play with it, you don't take chances losing it, you don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it, you appreciate it, because when you take care of something good, that good thing takes care of you, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's ominous, Carlin. That's ominous. I was all teed Storm up clouds to try to defend right Lamar Jackson and him talking about his injury in detail, about how he was had a lot of swelling in his knee, how it was a grade two strain on the verge of being a grade three. I was all teed up to explain why it makes sense for him not to get on a plane and travel to Cincinnati until you just told me about that Instagram post. Yeah. Because that, that, that's not even cryptic. That's not Aaron Rodgers. That's him flat out telling you, you guys didn't appreciate me at the level that I thought I should be appreciated. You didn't give me the contract that I wanted. All of that being said, I still set foot on the field without long-term financial security, and you guys didn't take care of me and I got hurt. At that moment that he got hurt against the Denver Broncos, it became about Lamar Jackson, the individual, and not about number eight, helping the Baltimore Ravens win at the highest level. I can't say I blame Lamar Jackson because this is a situation of the Ravens' own making, but I can also understand why teammates would feel a way that Lamar Jackson wasn't there and why fans and, and quite frankly, people in the Ravens' building, front office people and coaches, could feel a way as well. This is... A very, very delicate situation, Carlin, and I'm having a hard time finding a path where the Ravens and Lamar can reconcile and make this thing work long term. I want to see if we have the Marlon Humphrey sound, too, guys, when he was talking last night uh, about the fact that Lamar was limping around pretty good. And this, this was not a malingering thing, and I don't think any of us ever thought that was the case. Here's Marlon Humphrey on Lamar. 
speculation with him not having a contract, this, that, and the third. But, you know, I mean, I don't even know if I should say this, but he's like limping around the facility. That's kind of the crazy thing that people don't see, obviously. So, obviously, we knew he wasn't going to be able to be out there with us. But um, hopefully we, we sign him to a big-term deal and he's, you know, he's a raven with me forever. Canty, there's there's no getting around it at this point. It's $250 million guaranteed. Yeah. Or, and I don't even know that for sure that that's the exact number because the price, I think, went up again today after last yeah, night. I, I'm, not taking, I'm not gambling with $250 million to the good, Carlin. Like he's got a quarter of a billion dollar lotto ticket. Why, why jeopardize that by going out there when you're not you don't. 100%? You're not going to do that. So you got to miss me with all of the things that Charles Woodson and Michael Vick are saying, put a brace on it, all that stuff. No, 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 no. It's easy for you to say that when it's not your money. Lamar Jackson understands the stakes. He represents himself. This is a smart dude. Uh, he makes smart business decisions, and it's in his best interest not to be out there on the field. It just so happens that it puts the team at a deficit because you recognize how impactful he can be. Carlin, there's a reason why J.K. Dobbins came out and said if they have Lamar Jackson, they win that game. There's frustration, but that's the Ravens' fault. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.